Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Edward Soul Jake Spawn. Jake, we have waited 270 days. Longer, longer for us, for me to say, welcome to the mailbag. How are you, Jack? Ready to be back. And it just, football's in the air. Fantasy mailbag. Some other things we'll get to. Mm. It's just a beautiful feeling. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. First of all, before we get into anything, who do we think wins the game tonight and score? Uh, huh. Wow, you put me on the spot there. Yeah, fun little way to start. Give me the Rams 26-20 tonight. Give me, give me the Bills 27-20. Okay. 27-20. We're going to see who the smart one is when this comes out on Saturday. So yeah. we're going to see if any – if. Uh, any one of us is a, is a sorcerer or anything. I, I just feel like everybody in the world is picking the Bills to win tonight. Uh, but Vegas wants everyone to slam Rams plus two and a half. I'm just saying, I think everybody's picking the Bills. I, if my if I was going to bet on the line, which I'm not, I'm, I'm settling for a lot of props tonight. Smart Money would say go with the Rams and the points. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, As home dogs. As home dogs. But I'm staying away from it uh, entirely. But do do take that under, 52.5. Take the under. You're welcome in advance. All right, Jake. We have 19 questions. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted your questions. Of course, link is in the episode description if you want to send in any questions for next week's mailbag. Because we are doing one of these for the entire season. So, here we are. This is just one down, a shit ton to go. So, Jake, one to 19. Have a go. Number 10. Number 10. This is from Henry. Jake. Jake, Jake, Jake. Where, oh, where, oh, where, oh, where is Henry from? It's from the Mecca, Portland, Oregon. It's a beautiful place. We love Portland and all the people that live in Portland, Oregon. It's a gorgeous place. Gorgeous place. Love you, Portland. Glad to have you back on the mailbag. Sponsoring the mailbag. This mailbag is brought to you in part by Portland, Oregon. Love you guys. Love Portland. Love Portland. Give us Damian Lillard. And when I say us, I mean the New York Knicks. Henry asks, he needs two in non-PPR. Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, DK Metcalf, Jerry Judy. Give me, definitely give me Judy. In non? In non. I mean, I personally think settling for Monday night is the best course course of action here, especially in non. I know what I want to say. I just, I just need to uh, confirm with the ranks and see if I am in line. Uh, yeah, that's the way that I have it in the ranks. I have it DK Metcalf at 21. Jerry Judy at 24, Deontay Johnson 26, Juju at 30. Yeah. So yeah, I would, give me Monday night there. Yeah, I would go Monday night route as well. And that is lined up with the ranks. All right, 10, gone. 
Seven. Seven. This is from Thomas. Thomas is from Madrid, Spain. Thomas asks, very simple question. Joe Burrow versus Pittsburgh or Aaron Rodgers versus Minnesota? Give me Aaron Rodgers, but it is close. Give me Burrow. I actually have the same predicament this week. I'm going with Rodgers. I have Burrow ahead by one. I'm going Rodgers against Minnesota. That's very fair. That's very fair. Both both are in similar situations. I'm just going to go with the guy who's playing at home versus the guy that's playing on the road. But the difference is also Aaron Rodgers is in a dome. So that is yep. perfect throwing conditions. I would also say look out look out for the availability of Alan Lazard. If if there is if there is less of an issue as to whether or not Lazard is going to play, then maybe that will decide it for you. If there's no Lazard, I think I'm still I, I think I'm even more comfortable with going Burrow for me. That's fair. It's close. It's close. No, it's very close as as things stand. Seven ten. Gone. Two. Two. This is from John. Jake, where's John from? Beverly Hills, California. Slowly emerging. Slowly emerging on this podcast. Yes, we're we're, we're a podcast for the stars, Beverly Hills. John asks, he needs one. Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. It's the first one, and there's a few of them. Or Trey Lance. Give me Trey Lance. The ranks say Lance. My gut says Cousins. My gut actually said Carr. Oof. I, if you're going with what my ranks say, it's Lance. But with my, what my gut is telling me is that it's Cousins. I would, I would go Lance. Okay. Take a swing. Week one. That, it, that is a season. swing. That is a swing. Two, seven, ten are gone. 17. 17. This is from Paul. Paul is from Liverpool, England. Paul asks, should I drop Naeem Hines by Jonathan Taylor handcuff for Brian Robinson, who went undrafted that I can stash in my IR? I, I don't think Naeem Hines is like a, a, a true handcuff. I, I don't know where people get this from. I think if anything were to happen to Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines will just get an uptick and he'll obviously have a larger role, but more so for passing downs. I think the early down work will probably go to somebody else on the roster or they'll look outside the roster. So They, they signed Philip Lindsay. He's on the practice squad for yeah, that so, reason. Okay, so there's a, there's a candidate as well. I think Naheem Hines is one of those annoying players in fantasy who you never really want to start, but at the same time don't want to drop. Um, so I, I think that's fine. Um, I don't know, honestly, when Brian Robinson comes back, who knows how Antonio Gibson is going to be performing mm-hmm. by then. He might not even be coming back to a job. So I guess hang on to Naheem Hines for now. But I don't think Naheem Hines is like completely undroppable, if that makes sense. I would say if you have the ability to do it and you could do it somewhat quietly, you can drop Hines for Robinson if Robinson can be stashed in the IR. I just don't know if I would do it given the risks associated with it because there could be opportunities where Naeem Hines has standalone value and you and then you would feel like an idiot for dropping a guy who's going to play 
for the next four weeks and will have a role for the next four weeks versus a guy who is now on IR. And to be quite honest, yeah, he could be back in week five, but we don't know. We don't know given the extent of what happened to Brian Robinson. Yeah, I don't know. Week five is a very soft return date. There's got to be somebody better on your waiver wire than Brian Robinson. I think so, at least. I would. I depends on the on the amount of on the amount of teams, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would think though, if you're in a twelve team league, I would think that Brian Robinson would absolutely be drafted. Be drafted, yeah. So this is probably a ten man league or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. And at this, got this be is better an eight players man on waivers. League. Yeah, this is an eight man league. I mean, they're definitely better candidates on your on the waiver wire than Brian Robinson. And Naeem Hines, to be fair. Yeah. Guys that can contribute. 2 7, 10, 17. Gone. 14. 14. This is from James. Jake, where's James from? Lemoyne, Iowa. James asks, he needs one. Six point per passing touchdown. Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance? Lance. Give me Lance. Give me Lance. I, I'm. It's too big of a gap. Yeah, too big of a gap. I think that's easy. Lance is at twelve. Lawrence is at nineteen for me. So, go Lance. Go Lance. And if he gives you two passing touchdowns and then gives you a little bit extra with his legs, which he's you know he's going to, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. It's just if Trevor Lawrence you know goes off for three touchdowns and then Trey Lance doesn't do anything, you're gonna feel like a bit of an idiot. But the gap is too big. I would I would go Lance. Two seven ten fourteen seventeen. Three. Number three. This is from Steve. Steve is from Key West, Florida. Steve needs three full PPR. AJ Brown, Mike Williams, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, Darnell Mooney. I'll read him again. AJ Brown, Mike Williams, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin who is 50-50 out of play Sunday night, and Darnell Mooney. All right, you're not starting Mooney. Mm-mm. I'd go definitely A.J. Brown. Godwin, if he plays. And this is the close one for me. I would go D.J. Moore in full, but in it's full. close. I wouldn't even risk it with Godwin, to be quite honest. I would go Brown, Williams, Moore. True. Yeah, you don't really need to risk things with Godwin. But if he plays, you're going to feel like an idiot. And you need you need the insurance policy with Godwin. If you're going to start Godwin and he doesn't play, you need somebody else that you could go ahead and start willingly. So would you be comfortable then with going with someone like KJ Hamler on Monday night? That That's what I'm thinking about doing. Yeah, like that. that's the clear-cut insurance policy. Not Kenneth or, Walker, right? No, no. For me, that's, that's Hamler. That's Hamler. I mean, would I mean, does Steve Steve? Do you have the opportunity to then go pick up a Russell Gage or Julio Jones? It just smells a little Both fishy. Week one, week one with Godwin, and I think that's one I would look to stay away from personally. An interesting one, though, also is like I'm not gonna lie to you. I've kind of contemplated it too. It's gonna sound stupid. Travis Homer is not that bad. No, no, and he's he looked good in the preseason drafts. They're going to be getting really blown out, uh, prop in all likelihood. Could be some garbage time work. Sure, sure. I, I'm a little nervous. I, I I don't know if we have a Rashad Penny question in here. I think we do. 
Um, Rashad Penny makes me makes me a little nervous to start this week. Yeah, he's definitely a risky star. He's gonna be he's gonna be a risky start all year the way that team is. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Two, three, seven, ten, fourteen, seventeen. No longer with us. Eleven. Eleven. This is from Kyle. Jake, where is Kyle from? Hawkins, Indiana. Kyle asks, in a deep league, he needs a flex, half PPR. Russell Gage, Devontae Parker, Kenny Gainwell, or Kenneth Walker? Well, Walker might not even play. Uh, Definitely. He wouldn't even be the guy for me. He only only needs one, correct? He only needs one. All right. Well, if Godwin doesn't play, there's your answer right there. Russell Gage. Um, Not Gainwell. Who's the other guy? It's Gainwell. Devontae Parker. I'd probably go Parker over Gainwell, but I would probably I'd probably start Gage anyway. To be honest with you, I'm not going to lie. I was going to say Gage. Yeah, Gage I think I'm going me. Gage. Yeah, Gage would be the one. Even if Godwin plays, I'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with it too. He should be able to play some. Right. At the very at the very worst, you're getting wide receiver a wide receiver three in a Tom Brady led offense. Yeah, that's fine. I'm good with that. Against Dallas, too. Who? Yep. Who? P.U. They stink. Uh, 2, 3, 7. 10, 11, 14, 17 are gone. Uh, number one. Number one. This is from Mike. Uh, Mike is from Los Angeles, California. Why not? West Coast Podcast. Shout out to all of our West Coast listeners. And Portland, Oregon, of course. Mike needs us to start two and a half. Damian Pierce, Josh Jacobs, Cordero Patterson, AJ Dillon. Give me give me Pierce and Dillon. Give me Pierce and Dillon. Give me Pierce and Dillon. Yeah. Do I? Yeah. Pierce and Dylan. I was gonna say Jacob just because maybe I want to. It's just like that. I don't. I don't want to start him. No, it's very unexciting. Like, can't you just see him like getting like five carries and like it's just a giant mess of a backfield? You no, know, in Vegas this year, right? Yeah, I mean, with Josh Jacobs though, it's just very unexciting. The PPR upside is so limited. Not there. No. You're going to need one or two touchdowns to really get some I, sort of return out of I it. I just didn't understand the way people drafted this year, man. Like, in, for instance, in, in one of my drafts, um, Josh Jacobs went in the fourth round. I got Damian Harris in the ninth round. I don't see a very drastic gap between the two players. They're one and the same. They are. And one of them really is are very, cheaper. Very, very similar. One, two, three. 7, 10, 11, 14, 17. 18. 18. This is from Lee. Jake, where is Lee from? Reno, Nevada. Lee needs two and a half. Adam Thielen, Rashad Bateman, Amari Cooper, Cortland Sutton. Uh, give me a piece of Monday night with Sutton. Mm-hmm. And give me Bateman. That was mine. Sutton, Bateman. The ones that are available, 1916. 1513 12 9 8 6 5 4 13 13 this is from Dan Dan is from 
Uh, let's go with Glasgow, Scotland. Dan in he needs three in full. Amon Ross St. Brown, Hunter Renfro, Jalen Waddle, Michael Thomas, and our good friend Elijah. Gimme, give gimme give more. He needs three. He needs three. Say good it again. For you. Good for you for playing three uh three receivers. You're a friend of mine. Say it again, please. I'm sorry. Sure. Amon Ross St. Brown. Sun God, my child. Hunter Renfro. Jalen Waddle. Michael Thomas. Elijah Moore. All right. Give me Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Give me Jalen Waddle. And I think he you almost have to play Michael Thomas, but I I don't love it. Those were mine off the jump, and again, I don't love it. If you don't want to play Michael Thomas, who would you rather? Who would you rather go Elijah with Renfro or Moore. Elijah Moore? I would go with Elijah Moore as well. Yeah, I, honestly, like I wouldn't want. I'm glad I don't have Michael Thomas. It's funny because I was so glowing about him all offseason. I don't have a single share of Michael Thomas this year. You're lucky. It's just like I don't know, man. Like, and he's already going in. Ben, I feel like I feel like Elijah give me give me more as a safer start than Michael Thomas this week. I think the so. ceiling is much higher with Michael Thomas this week. Well, let me ask you this, and we don't have a question about him, but I'm going to ask you about it anyway. Uh, the level of shock that was coming from your head today when you saw Christian McCaffrey was a late add to the injury report with a shin problem. We've seen this before. Yep. I literally, I literally texted it to about five different people, and it was like, and here we go. It's already, we haven't even played a game yet. Haven't even played a game yet, and here we are. It's like, I don't have a single share of McCaffrey. So now, like, when I see that, there, there there's no there's no agita, nothing. Like, I feel free. I feel all, a little bit vindicated. And I can't wait for somebody to go pick up our good buddy from last year, Deontay Foreman. Oh, my God, please no. It's just kind of crazy, though, because Foreman, like, had his moments last year, but just Mike Vrabel didn't pick a running back when Derek no. had, He just – he didn't pick one. <laughs> nope, because what do we say in this, in this show all the time? Mike Vrabel hates fantasy football. Good thing A.J. Brown's done so there. Thank you. He goodness. can go somewhere that loves fantasy. Over, over under 99 and a half yards for A.J. Brown this weekend. I think he gets 100 and a touchdown this weekend. I think it's a monster debut coming for AJ Brown. I really do. I don't think I'm playing him anywhere. Thank God. I love him in DFS too. I do too. I do too. I I forget what his price was. And I checked earlier. I think it was like the 7,800 range, which is good. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm, I'm very happy with that. He'll be in a ton of my lineups for sure. The ones that are available four, five, six, eight, nine, 12, 15, 16, 15, 15. This is from Max. Jake, where is Max from? Uh, Arlington, Texas. Arlington, Texas. Go, boys. Max asks, he won't. Okay. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant before we get to this question. Max, what in the actual fuck are you doing? making a trade before you've actually seen anybody step on a football I almost, field. I almost Come made it. Come on now. Trade. 
I almost made two trades this week, but one of them was for oh. a handcuff. One of them was for a handcuff, and the other one was because I'm starting Damian Harris this week. So, like, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, needs must, but oh no! All right, Max, I, you laugh, but know. somebody almost you laugh. But last year I had that same fucking thought. Excuse my French. I don't really oh, curse no, on this, here. This is this is but, listen. This is a free flowing, but open expression but, shop. But somebody offered me last year before the game started Jamar Chase for DJ Moore, and I said nope. I need to see it first. And like an asshole, here I am in a keeper league, nonetheless. As oh, well, that's brutal. That's People brutal. said, "Oh, I need to see the games." <laughs> that's brutal. That's bad. That's Awful. bad. So I don't. I don't hate the idea anymore. I just don't know how I can give this more than a more than a C, just because of your trading before you've even seen game. But nonetheless, he's giving James Robinson and AJ Dillon, and getting J.K. Dobbins and Tyler Algier in non. I like the Dillon side. I do too. I'm so done with with J.K. Dobbins, man. He's way too way too risky. I think he is way 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 too risky. I don't love that J.K. Dobbins is coming in with already a massive question mark attached to him, and we know that say something happens to Travis Etienne, say something happens to A.J. Dillon. Something happens to either one of the guys that are in front of them with Travis Etienne and Aaron Jones. You have top 20 upside with James Robinson and locked and loaded top 12 up upside with AJ Dillon. I I think Dillon, I think both Green Bay running backs will be top 25 guys this year. And I'm pretty too. confident about that. I'm very, very confident. About that. Am I confident in J.K. Dobbins being a top 25 guy? I mean, not if he misses the first month of the season. No. No. I mean, when he comes back, we'd be looking at a mess. Honestly, we might have a true committee with Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Mike Davis. Please stop. You're, 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 you're oh, breaking and, my and heart. also, let's not forget Kenyon Drake. Oh, God, I, I, I honestly, I want to, I want to take like this pen and shove it through my eyeballs. And, and we know John Kenyon Harbaugh, Drake and Mike Davis. John Harbaugh probably hates fantasy too for what he's done to us the last like three years. Listen, you could tell me that John Harbaugh hates fantasy. I would believe you. I think he does too. I, I, I would believe it. I would, I would absolutely hundred percent believe it. Not like Mike Vrabel, but still. No, not like Mike Vrabel or Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan is not a friend of the fantasy community, or or Bill Belichick. Bill Bill Belichick, I mean, oof. no, that's the Darth Vader to the fantasy community. Yeah, four, five, six, eight, nine, twelve, sixteen are left. Sixteen, sixteen. This is from Isaac. Isaac is from Wichita, Kansas. Isaac asks, "Are there any concerns about Tom Brady this week?" Given the limited preseason action, absolutely not. No. He's familiar with everybody, too. I mean, it's not like he's on a new team. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And the limited preseason work that he got, it was one drive and he threw a touchdown pass to Julio Jones. So am I still starting Tom Brady over Dak this week? Uh, yes. Goblin doesn't play? I would still start Brady. Okay. I would still start Brady. Even though I do love I, – I love both of them this week. I think that game is going to be very high scoring and very entertaining. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that I drafted Dak in the eighth round when I could got Brady in the 11th round. I didn't think that was possible. No. Uh, no. I mean, it's the same thing with my Trey Lance situation. I wouldn't have drafted Trey Lance in round nine <laughs> if I knew I was going to get Joe Burrow in round 14. Yeah. I don't know how I, Lance goes ahead of Burrow. I Silly. It's yeah. Absolute silliness. 12, 9, 8, 6, 5, 4 are left. Four. Four. This is from Nick. Jake, where's Nick from? It's from uh, Moscow, Russia. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. They're listening, they're listening to us in the Kremlin. Shout out. Shout out to uh shout out to all the uh the Ruskies, beautiful people. It's, it's Nick with the Nick uh N-I-K. Aha, I see. So it's like yeah. uh I see. So it's like, Could it's be like, a Nikolai. like Nicholas. Nicholas. Oh no, Nikolai. Nikolai. There you go. Good one. Good one. That was yeah. that was a layup that I missed. Good work, Jake. This is why you get paid the big bucks. Nick asks, explain the best way to use your fab, especially early on. Uh I would try not to use fab early on, if that makes sense, unless you Unless there's like a true potential league winner early on, which has been the case the last couple of years. Yeah. Right? I mean, Eli Mitchell was a fab guy after week one last year. Yes. Philip Lindsay, his rookie year when he was somebody. Correct. Uh, James Robinson. Yep. His rookie year. I mean, a few years back, Kareem Hunt. Hunt was Hunt was a waiver guy. I thought Hunt was a drafted guy. Well, it depends. On, it depends on where and when you draft. When you drafted, if it was it after was before Tredavious Spencer Ware, or after Spencer Ware. Yeah, yeah. So there have been waiver guys, but like last year, foolishness is Chuba Hubbard. Once McCaffrey gets hurt after uh-huh. week two, no. And I would I would make a bet there are people when Christian McCaffrey was hurt that were dropping 25-30% of their overall budget just to get Chuba Hubbard. And it turned out that he was not really good when he was the guy. And then when they were splitting the passing game work, Chuba Hubbard was was useless. I have to give this an out I have to give this example too. I apologize for any oh, stress sure, please. or ahead. heartache that I give you. Mike Davis was a valid Fab guy at one point when he filled yes. in for Christian McCaffrey. Yep. The first year of Christian McCaffrey being absent. Mike Davis did a good job. Hey, he turned it into a two-year contract with the Falcons that the Falcons wanted no part of after year one. Gee, I wonder why. And fantasy managers drafted him in the fifth round. What a, what a fifth round of fantasy last year. We had Trey Sermon and Mike Davis uh, in the fifth you, round. How, how could you forget? There's one more that you are completely missing. Oh, there's Chase Claypool and Brandon Ayuk in the same range, too. You're still, you're still missing one more. And I'm very happy oh, you blocked and, him. And, and, and Miles Gaskin. There how could I go. forget? There you go. Miles Gaskin. I could uh, – honestly, if I ever saw Miles Gaskin out, I, I, I would I would have to bite my tongue. 
Yeah. But the problem is the problem is that eventually the piece of my tongue that I'm biting on would just fall out of my mouth. So just to answer the question, don't be too careless, but at the same time, you know, listen to this podcast. We can advise on how to spend fat accordingly. Correct. And I would I would also say it the biggest thing for me, especially early on, it comes down to wants versus needs. You got to figure out what does your team really need? And if you want to go spend 20, 25% on a guy early on that fits the needs of your team, completely fine, totally get it. If it's a want, then you have to be able to realize, okay, set your number, set it low, but also understand that maybe you're not going to get that guy, but that's completely okay because you're covered at that at that position. And as Jake said, and I agree with him 100%, I would much rather play it conservative early on and let everybody else spend their money early on. And then once you get towards the middle and, you know, as we get closer to playoffs, you still have all that fab left over. That is something God forbid were to happen. Say a big injury happens. You then are loaded up to go and get a natural replacement for that guy on, on waivers. Yep. That's the way, that's the way that I normally do it. Uh, Um, Me too. But then again, you know, and people have said to me, but isn't it a very conservative approach? It is a very conservative approach. And and I will be the first to admit that I got no shares of Elijah, Elijah Mitchell last year because of that approach. I kept waiting on that guy, that guy, that guy. Who that was, was the guy. Pop, who was going to pop out and become like that sort of, you know, go-to guy. And really, there were only, at least what I can recall off the top of my head, there were only three. It was Elijah Mitchell, Cordero Patterson, and then Shuba Hubbard were the three, and only two of them really worked. We were hot for Jeremy McNichols, too, at one point. Oh, yeah. And then Mike Rabel just took the rug out from, up from underneath us. Yeah. I would say, though, that those are the big ones. I, I can't recall of any other. Was there a giant one that people went after when Saquon got hurt? Not really. Maybe right? Devontae Booker? Maybe Devontae Booker. Booker that was, was a, that was Booker. the one, but I don't I I don't recall anybody spending you know huge on Devonte Booker. I'm surprised the Giants didn't bring him back. He was good for him last year. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Oh, well. Now they got to rely on Saquon Barkley and hope that he stays injured, uh, healthy. Good luck. Good luck with that. I'll call Devonte Freeman if anything goes wrong. True. True. Something strange in your neighborhood. Who are you gonna call? Devonte Freeman, the king of the one yard touchdown. Oh. <laughs> Listen, that man, a special place in my heart. Not not anywhere near the special place that exists in my heart for Portland, Oregon, but very, very close. Yep. And Miles Gaskin's on the very bottom of it. Uh, Miles Gaskin is is nowhere near my inner sanctum. I have words for him. I, I have choice words for Miles Gaskin. I'll tell, uh, <laughs> you've heard them maybe once or twice. Yep. Five, six, nine, twelve. From nine. Now. Nine. This is from Brian. Jake, where is Brian from? Scottsdale, Arizona. Brian asks, who is a good hold that may be a week one waiver wire target? A couple good ones. Yeah, there's some great ones. Uh, do you want to rattle off a couple or you want me to go first? Uh, Sure. I mean, I'll just go uh, position by position. Yeah, it's a good uh, idea. Quarter- quarterback, I would say Davis Mills. That's one, that's one that I would think of off the top of my head. Uh, running back James Cook. Wave James game. Cook waivers. Uh, I mean, what's his what's his ownership? Let's say, let's say it's got to be over sixty percent owned. His 
77. Okay, yeah, he's so not we'll a say, waiver. We'll say 60% owned. Then I'll say, I'll say Tyler Algier. Yeah, Algier, Algier, was, Algier is a great one. Would be another one. Uh, the receivers, I'm go- I'm going to say Christian Watson. Christian Watson, Sky Moore. Um, who else am I missing? Josh Palmer, Jahan Dots. Jahan Dotson's a great one. MVS is a great one. And then for and then for the tight ends, David Njoku. David Njoku is the is is like the guy that I'm slamming. Big difference though in his ownership. Yahoo, he's seventy two percent owned, and then ESPN only forty six. My guy for tight ends for waivers though. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Evan Ingram. Hey, you're you're hot on him this week. I'm hot on him. I I see potential. And as all the Giants fans are listening to this podcast, and they are rolling their eyes. I see potential. He wasn't that bad for the Giants compared to some other players they've drafted over the last five years or so. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I see potential. There's not a ton of pass catchers other than – like, they don't have great receivers. Right. What's the problem? Tight end's the quarterback's best friend. If he stays healthy, he might be useful this year. If he stays healthy. That's the caveat. If he stays healthy. I like uh, – just to answer the question, I like – from the quarterbacks, Jameis Winston, first and foremost. I, I don't know how he's not owned in almost all leagues, but yeah, what's what's his ownership? I, I, you, you, you want to throw up together his ownership? Yahoo is forty six percent owned. ESPN thirty four percent. Yeah, that's got to go up. That's disgusting. So I'm going Jameis. I mm-hmm. like Algier too a lot. Running backs, I have a a little bit of a different sleeper for you and. What do you good lord? I can't believe I'm about to say this. Uh oh. Mike Davis. I mean, it makes sense. It makes I can see Mike. Sense. Can't you just see all the articles on Monday? Mike Davis scored a touchdown on Sunday, Monday morning. Go ahead, Mike Davis. He's a priority Jake, ad this week. Jake, I would not be surprised if I'm sitting here on Tuesday going through my day and just doing waiver show after waiver show after waiver show. And I'm talking about Mike Davis at least 25 times on Tuesday. I wouldn't be surprised. It could happen. I really wouldn't be. And it would just make me sick to my goddamn stomach. Let me give you another wide receiver that I like. Alec Pierce. Keep an eye on him. Alec Pierce is a good one. Listed as the wide receiver two on the cold step chart, I might add as well. Mm -hmm. And they need a number two wide receiver. And it's not... It's not going to be Paris Campbell. No, we're done with that. Nope, nope, nope. Goodbye. We're done. Thank you for coming. Thanks for, thanks for playing. So, 5, 6, 8, and 19 is also available. We got to go 19. 19. This is from Patrick. Patrick is from Napoli, Italy. Beautiful, beautiful place. place with beautiful people. We love Napoli. Beautiful people. Patrick asks, he needs two in full. Ezekiel Elliott, Rashad Penny, Damian Pierce, Miles Sanders. Zeke and Pierce. Zeke and Pierce for me. Yep. And you got to praise Zeke scores. Yes. This is a very interesting one because it really is a matchup situation. Do you go with the better matchup in Sanders, but no guarantees that he's going to get anything? Or do you go with Zeke, who has a very, very difficult matchup? 
like I said, Zeke's got to score. You drafted Zeke in round three, and you drafted Miles Sanders probably in round seven or eight. I, I think Zeke's. I think Zeke could score. Could fall in. I think he could score too. I don't see a huge game from him. Maybe a fifteen for sixty-five and a touchdown day. He's got to score. Bottom he line, has to score. Has to. Has to. Has to score. Plain and simple. Five, six, eight. Six. Six. This is from Ryan. Jake, where's Ryan from? Ryan is from Louisville, Kentucky. The the Knicks headquarters. Good God. Knicks Good God. And actually, actually, if we're if we're being true to ourselves, it's actually Lexington. Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, is, true. Is the Knicks headquarters. I was thinking, uh, yeah. The Knicks do like – oh, no, they don't like players from Louisville. No. Would have drafted Donovan Mitchell. They were just mm-hmm. in the wrong part of Kentucky. Yeah, literally, they they have an allegiance to the blue part of Kentucky. That's why they didn't do it. Yeah. That's why they didn't do it. Fuck the Knicks. Uh, Ryan asks, he needs two in full. Saquon Barkley, James Conner, Travis Etienne, J.K. Dobbins. It's Saquon Barkley and it's James Conner. Yeah, but that's a good problem to have. I mean, it's a great problem to have. It's not J.K. Dobbins. No. Yeah. I mean, I would find a way to get ETN in your lineup, though. I mean, how good can your receivers be? Uh, You can't be playing him as a flex at the bare minimum. That's what I would do. Find a way to get ETN in your lineup and go uh, Saquon Barkley, James Conner, ETN. Yeah. Five and eight. Five. Five. This is from Colin. Jake, where's Colin from? He's from Nashville, Tennessee. In full, Cole Komet or Hunter Henry? Komet. Komet for me. Number eight, this is Nathan. Nathan is from Huntington Beach, California. California, love. California is getting some great love today. We love California. Beverly Hills is definitely number one. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. We love Beverly Hills. We love Rodeo Drive. Hollywood, great people. Nathan needs a flex in full PPR. Antonio Gibson, Hollywood Brown, Brees Hall, Michael Thomas, Cordero Patterson. Give me Hollywood. Give me Antonio Gibson. Now, give me Hollywood. I, I think... believe I am saying it. No, I think Hollywood's going to have a good debut this week, and a lot of uh, a lot of points can be scored in that game. Give me Hollywood. They're gonna be a lot. They're gonna be a lot of points. I'm gonna say that Gibson. I think Gibson could have a hundred yard day this week. I really do. Give me Hollywood. Okay. So we are done with the mailbag part of the show. Thank you so much, everyone who submitted your questions. Remember, you could spit your questions for next week's mailbag. The email is in the episode description. But we are not done. Because, in case you all forgot, it is time for Starts of the Week. So, you guys remember how we do this? We go position by position. Quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. And we give a Start of the Week for each position. And, and we, we aren't boring with it either. We don't say, like, you know, Jonathan Taylor for running back or Lamar Jackson. Yeah, like, of the week. that's boring. That's extremely boring. So, Jake, 
I'll let you go first. Quarterback, who's your start of the week? Jameis Winston against Atlanta. Uh, I knew if I, I knew if I gave you that one, I wasn't gonna get him. Um, give me, give me Russell Wilson against Seattle. Yep. Uh, running backs. I guess this is my turn. My turn to go. I have a couple that I really, really, really like. You get to pick one. I know I need to pick one. I'll go with I want it, I really want to say Antonio Gibson, but I'm not going to. Give me oh give me Elijah Mitchell versus the Bears. I don't I I think I there were others that I wanted to say. Antonio Gibson, like I said, was the one. Uh AJ Dillon was another one. Thought about Josh Jacobs, but it's just so incredibly boring. Just give give, give me Elijah Mitchell. Fair. And there's one more that I wanted to say as well as Damian Pierce. Yeah, okay, that's that's a good shout. I'm actually I'm, uh, you didn't pick any of mine. Okay. I might piss off a lot of people right now. I think I know who you're going to say. Give me a piece of Monday night. But not the Broncos running back, you'd suspect. I think Melvin Gordon has a nice night Monday night. I really do. Well, I hope you're right, because I had to start him in the guillotine. So I, I think Gordon right. I think Gordon scores. And that would just be beautiful. The world the world would be at peace if Melvin Gordon does decide to score on Monday night. Yeah, people uh, listen, I don't think Melvin Gordon's just gonna not have a role this year for the Denver Broncos. I, I just don't I think this would be much more of a 60-40 split than people would like to come to terms with between Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we saw Nathaniel Hackett last year run with uh, Javante, uh, excuse me, Aaron Dillon and uh, Aaron Dillon, AJ Dillon there we and go. Aaron Jones. There we go. Got it. So, yeah, I think Melvin will, and a former teammate of Russell Wilson as well. Just saying. True. Uh, receivers. I'm going Rashad Bateman against the Jets. I like it. I like it a whole heck of a lot. I actually like Elijah Gimme Gimme More, same game. Those are two guys that I, I found myself drafting a lot this year. I really think both of them. I always like to take the second-year receivers mm-hmm. um, because this is kind of like the time we find out if they're good or not. Yeah. And I think both guys are good in pretty good situations. So give me Bateman, though, um, in this contest on Sunday. Give me Amon Ross St. Brown versus the another good one. Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, it's another good one. I think he has a big day. The tight ends, it's really a tricky one because it's like you're hoping. I won't for say a Evan Ingram. <laughs> you get into this range. I won't say Cole Komet. You won't say Evan Ingram. I'll say David Njoku. Yeah. Um, really would like to say Evan Ingram, but. I'll give another one for the sake of the program. How about this one? You ready for this? Okay. Good Lord, I can't believe I'm about to say this. How about Noah Fan? Piece of Monday night. I like it. I like it. Why not? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I mean, if you want a piece of that Monday night game, Albert O2, I like it. Yeah. 
I, I think I, I like Fant more than Alberto. Yeah. I like Fant more than Alberto too. I have Fant at 16, Alberto at 19. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Drew Locke takes over at halftime. Maybe. Maybe when when Geno Smith doesn't doesn't score a single point with the uh, Seattle offense, maybe and Geno Smith does like to throw to his tight ends too. Yeah, he does. Nice safety blanket. Um, mm-hmm. Do we have a defense too? Cleveland defense, yes. I like I like Philly's defense this week. Philly's defense, New Orleans, Denver. Cincinnati. I like too. Denver. There are a lot. Of, there are a lot of good streaming options uh, defensively. Just not Seattle's. Please God, please God. If someone if someone does start the Seattle defense, though, please, please send it to me. That would be send it. Uh, why send us why? But yes, yeah, send send the reasoning or and, Atlanta or Atlanta. Yeah, or Atlanta. So starts of the week. Jake went with Jameis Winston, Melvin Gordon, Rashad Bateman, and Noah Fant. I've gone for Russell Wilson, Elijah Mitchell, Amon Ross St. Brown, and David Njoku. Funny enough, funny enough, out of all of the guys that I listed out for my starts of the week, I only have one of them. That's Russell Wilson. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, yeah, I just have one of them as well, Rashad Bateman. Well, I may have to start Rashad Bateman if I'm going to – I might have to play Rashad Bateman over Michael Thomas. I really hope Rashad Bateman doesn't pull the Brandon IU. Please, God. My heart. You know what's going to piss me off even more? Is it Rashad Bateman pulls a Brandon Ayuk and then Gabe Davis turns into Randy Moss? Because those were the two guys I decide uh, between my keepers. It was the same price. And I decided Bateman over Davis. So if Gabe Davis turns to the next reincarnation of Randy Moss and Rashad Bateman is Brandon Ayuk, um, you may need to find a new co-host. I'm just saying. Did you draft Brandon Ayuk this year? Absolutely not. Me neither. Couldn't do it. Fuck me once. Shame on you. Fuck me twice. Shame on me. Yeah, that's how I thought of Christian McCaffrey. Yep. And Christian McCaffrey fucked me twice. There is no third time. Yeah, that's why I didn't go back to Michael Thomas, I guess. I don't know. I just didn't. I drafted Rashad Bateman over Michael Thomas, too, for whatever it's worth. Wow. Woo. Played it safe. Played it safe with with considerable upside. I like it. Big, Big upside. Big, 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 big upside. Well, this is it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the mailbag. Adam and I will be back Monday morning. We will be recording it Sunday night. We will be back Monday morning with your week one review plus preview for Monday Night Football. I will be here on Tuesday to do your waiver wire extravaganza. And then we'll be back with week two preview and then the week two fantasy mailbag next Saturday, a week from today. Everyone, please enjoy week one. Enjoy the day of college football. Texas, Alabama tonight. Gonna be a barn burner. Can't wait for it. So for Jake, I am Bird. Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.